Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at makermompodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Jenny with the Sacred Cinder. Um, I hope many of you are already following her. If not, uh, stick around to the end of the show and we'll make sure that you get to where you need to go to follow along with her. She is a mom of two and a maker and a teacher and just has a fat fantastic story about her journey to becoming a maker and how she uh, really got started just because she needed a a way to keep her sanity as a stay-at-home mom and I think many of you can totally relate and understand that. Before we get to the interview though as usual just making the announcement about joining on with the maker mom podcast tribe on patreon you can go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash maker mom podcast and join the tribe you get all sorts of goodies with that you get early access to the episodes You get your very own shout out at the start of an episode after the week after you joined. Plus, you get access to the monthly Maker Mom podcast online meetup. Uh, Today is Thursday the 14th. We just had our second one. So much fun. We spent an hour talking making and tools and momming and dealing with toddlers and temper tantrums. It's a lot of fun. So I really encourage you guys to... Uh, head on over to Patreon, Make Your Mom Podcast, and check it out. Or if it's easier, if you're already following Make Your Mom Podcast on Instagram, which I really hope that you are, um, you hit the link in the bio, hit Make Your Mom Tribe, and it takes you right there. Super, super easy. So with no further ado, let's get to Jenny with Sacred Cinder. Okay. Um, well, my name is Jenny. And I'm the owner and designer creator behind Sacred Cinder LLC. Um, I've been, I'm going into my fifth year. I don't know if you can see my look. Okay. I'm in a meeting, okay? Can I say hi? In a minute. Why don't you go upstairs and I'll let you come down in a little bit, okay? I want to sit down here. You want to say hi real quick? He wants to say hi. 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 <laughs> okay. You can go over there. I'm not turning the TV on down here. So if you want to watch your your show, you got to go upstairs. I turn it off. Okay, go back upstairs. Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right, then play quietly. Anyhow. <laughs> it's the life, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Okay, yeah, so I'm going into my fifth year, and I make all kinds of things, mainly home decor items. I've recently branched out into more furniture and things like that, which is 
you know, just another challenge for myself that I enjoy. But for the most part, it's uh, mainly just uh, home decor and wall decor and stuff like that. And yeah, I am a mom, obviously, of two uh, boys, almost five and seven years old. Um, so I'm a, I stay home with them right now. Come the fall, I'll be finding a job. <laughs> but for now, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So. Okay. Um, and is fall like when your youngest starts kindergarten? Is that the uh, tie-in there? Yep, that's yep. the tie-in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to find something part-time just to. I don't know what I'll do with myself, you know, to yep. all day. You know, I can't, you know, so that's fine. I'm looking forward to getting back into the world. <laughs> yeah. Get a little bit more like adult time into your, yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to have you take a step back and let's uh, talk a bit about your childhood what was it like uh, where'd you grow up um, what was your family life like and what kind of things were you interested in um well my family um is i i my parents are a few generations older than me um so i was a product of their their joint second marriage me and my brother were so my my dad is 82 and my mom is 75 um, so I had a very, uh, different childhood, if you will, from a lot of kids because they were so old school with how they did things like very, very by the book. There was, it was, it was as if they were raising, you know, me back in the sixties, you know what I mean? But, um, but that being said though, like, you know, if I wanted to do something or I wanted to learn how to do something, then I had to do it, you know? I didn't, you know, they didn't just do it for me or anything like that. My dad was incredible. He is, he still works full time at 82 years old and he's a uh, structural and architectural engineer. So he obviously has the whole architect background. So we would build things all the time, birdhouses, stuff for the neighbors, stuff for my mom and me and my brother, we would, we were just always out there helping him with stuff. And he taught me very young at a very young age to, to learn power tools and safety and all of this, that, and the other thing. And, um, my mom, she was, we just, we had a really good childhood. Um, very fortunate and very blessed. Go find something I to do. I know when we're done. <laughs> um, I was very fortunate and very blessed. Um, so I still am. So it's, uh, my dad was a huge reason for like, we're very similar. Like he has like, he's very type A, you know, there's very, there's no gray areas. It's either right or it's wrong. <laughs> and I'm very similar in that way. And I like it, but I don't because when it comes to creativity, I feel like mistakes are part of it, you know, and it's part of, you know, like if you don't make mistakes and sometimes mistakes come out to be awesome, you know, and you learn something through it and you're like, Hey, I could totally do that next time, but I'll tweak it and make it even better. You know, um, my dad is very like, Oh, well, that's not the proper way to do it. And so we're alike in a lot of ways, but you know, I've learned to like curb that type a side of me, you know, and let my creativity come out more, you know? 
Um, so yeah, I've always been draw. I've always loved to draw and I was a dancer when I was younger. I did 16 years of ballet. So it was very, I like the form of art, whether it's dancing or actual, you know, painting or drawing. I loved it all. So it's just in my blood. No, that's super cool. And it's cool too that you got to get um, exposed to power tools at a young age. Um, do you think at that time, like, I mean, did you have any interest in going, hmm, maybe I could like do something like this when I grow up type of uh, thoughts or? Well, when I was younger, younger, I always wanted to be a professional ballerina. Well, that <laughs> quickly changed when I was like 15 and realized, oh my gosh, there's so many other things out in this world besides being, you know, a little ballerina. Um, and, you know, being a ballerina is extremely demanding and your career basically ends at 25. So <laughs> that doesn't, it doesn't exactly, is a long-term goal. So, I mean, I wanted to be a teacher for the longest time when I was younger, but it was never, I honestly, I never visioned myself being so hands-on as I am right now. Um, I, I never would have guessed it. I mean, if you would ask me when I was, 17 where do you what kind of job do you think you'll have when you're 30 I would have said oh I'd probably be a teacher that's probably what I would have said because I wanted to be a teacher for forever and technically I am a teacher I teach classes but <laughs> in a different way right right um I mean I guess are you um so were you surprised when you guess I guess started down that path of making were you surprised at all or did it feel kind of just natural? It felt very natural. Um, it felt, well, for me, it was because I was going crazy as a stay-at-home mom. Like, because I was in, I worked at a dental office for 10 years before I had um, my kids. And then when my second one came along, I was a stay-at-home mom. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it without something else in my head. I needed that outlet. And um, it came very easy for me to just like, hey, let's just create something, I, you know, whether it's going to be good or not, let's just give it a whirl, you know. And that's literally how it started. And um, fortunately, I had the support from my husband to do that. So, but yeah, I would say it definitely came naturally. Okay, so let's kind of go down that path about, you know, uh, getting into making. What was your first project that you did? Uh, my first project was a uh, pallet shelf, <laughs> and um, because me and my husband are like literally walking around the property, and there was pallets and all kinds of junk wood laying around. I'm like, I can make a wine rack. I can make a shelf, you know. And he's like, Go for it. I don't care, you know. Well, it was terrible. I didn't, I didn't use wood glue. I didn't use, I didn't sand it. I didn't measure. I didn't do anything. I literally just found nail, nails in the basement, got a hammer out, and I started banging, banging the crap out of this thing, waiting for it to like take shape. And I was like, I made a shelf. This is great. Now I'm going to try and sell it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was such a bad shelf, but it, you know, you know how it goes. You, it sparked something. I was like, okay, I can do that. Now what else can I do? And then I started making signs. I asked a couple of my friends, I'm like, do any of you want to sign for your room, for your kid's room or something? And um, my best friend was like, yeah, you know, she was having a baby in a couple months. She's like, you can make one for my son. That's fine. 
And that was my first sign. And that was terrible. But she loved it. And, you know, like, it's just how it starts, you know? So. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, maybe somewhat, it sounds like in the back of your mind, you thought about turning it into a business a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, in the very start. beginning, yeah, in the very beginning, it was more like, let's, let's just keep trying until I can make this not look like junk. <laughs> and because <laughs> it really, you know, for normal people, I'm sure it looked fine, but you know, you try to make it look better and get better at your techniques and things like that. And so in the beginning, no, I was just having fun making stuff and, you know, making a couple extra dollars here and there so I could go to Target and not feel bad about buying a purse or doing that, you know, I could use my own money. Um, so, but then like, you know, a year into it, I was busy and people actually wanted me to make stuff. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I should actually make a business out of this. Um, because at that point I was on Facebook, I was on Instagram, my name was everywhere. And then I get nervous about uncle Sam. So I was like, let's just do this the right way. And that's why I turned it into a business. So. Okay. So, um, I want to ask a bit just because I know, you know, I've followed along with you on Instagram and stuff. And there's been times where, you've kind of said, okay, I need a break from making or, you know, and, and making orders for people. Um, yeah. How kind of did you find yourself in that place, do you think? Um, and how have you kind of returned back to doing some custom orders? Well, um, yeah, last year um, I was booked four or five months out. Well before I was booked that far out, I would just take orders and I'd write them down and I'd go one by one down the order list. And, you know, that was my system. And then it got out of control. And I was like, I can't do this. This is stressing me out. Like this, just this big giant list. So then I went to a month to month ordering, ordering system. So I only allowed so many orders in a month to, you know, give me that peace of mind and that organization um, and also give my customers, you know, they know, they have a better idea of when they're going to get their product. You know, they don't have to like sit there and be like, I wonder if she's not me yet. I wonder, you know, I can just say you're in May, you, you'll have your, you'll have your sign by the end of May. You know what I mean? So it was a lot more professional, I think a lot more easy, but then I was booked out four or five months and it stressed me out. It I got anxiety over it. Um, I started to not enjoy making the things that I was, that I had to make. And I, I didn't like people having to wait that long. So I just, I got super anxious about it. And I started to really resent orders coming in. And um, that's when I was like, you know, this isn't why I started. <laughs> this isn't why I do this, you know, I, I need to take a step back and think about what needs to, what needs to change for me to get my groove back, for me to enjoy this again, to, for me to get out there and make stuff and truly be happy about it and not dread working. 
So that's when I halted all my orders and I still, I have not picked up any orders yet still. So I'm still um, on hold and I really like it. <laughs> I mean, I really like it. Um, I like it in the sense that there's just, there's no, there's no pressure there and I can make what I want and I can sell it at fairs and, you know, things like that. Um, but I mean, the, that's a whole other story. I mean, you, you take the orders away, you take income away. So, I mean, I had that steady income basically. No. Ryan, go over there, play quietly. Um, I had that steady income with all these orders coming and now I was making stuff that I wanted and I had my joy back and everything, but then I had the pressure of trying to sell it at a show. And I mean, we all know that shows are hit or miss, you know, either they're fantastic or they're a complete waste of time. So um, that's kind of what I ran into with that. You know, I went to, I don't know, six, six, seven, eight shows last year. And I had one good one, one good one out of all that. And um, whether that made up for the rest of them, I'm not even sure. But so it's kind of a toss up, you know, it's like, I'm doing what I love and why I started it, but I'm not bringing in the, the money like I used to. So I'm thinking about opening my orders back up. It's, uh, I'm not really quite sure if I'm going to do it or not because I have to go back to work in the fall. So I don't, you know, I had to kind of think about all angles of it, like opening up my orders now. Will that cause a problem in a couple months, you know? So we'll see. But I do like it. I like being able to make what I want and let my creativity just take over and not worry about what everybody else wants. So we'll see. Time will tell. Right. Um, I mean, I think that is a difficult spot to be in. And I, th I think that's a spot a lot of makers, uh, especially makers who try to make it a business, kind of run into. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and I think that's, honestly, I think that's kind of why things like Etsy exist, right? So it's like you still get the the joy of making what you want to make, um, yeah. but, and then being able to put it out there and, and sell what you made as what you made, not not necessarily a custom yeah. um, order. Yeah. Because um, that's exactly right. I mean, you don't want to take something you love and basically <laughs> turn it into something that becomes a chore. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, kind of in along that same line in the debate of like, you know, do you open things back up for an order or not? Um, I guess, can you, can you put a little, shed a little bit more light on like, what is, um, what makes you hesitant about that? But besides the, um, I know you mentioned, you know, having to work in the fall and all of that, but um, is there some element that as a business makes it maybe a little daunting? Um, no, um, it just, I just know how I am when it comes to orders. If I open up orders, one person will say, oh, can you make me this? And I'll say, sure, I'll put you on April's list. And then my problem is saying no. 
<laughs> That's my problem. You know, like exercising the word no. When it gets to be too much for me, I, I need to learn to just say no. And that's, that's a problem I know I have that like, it's almost like opening a can of worms. If I open the orders, I know my willpower, <laughs> I'll just say yes to everything, you know, and, <laughs> and then there, there I am. And then I'm backed up months and months, you know, so, um, and then I'm starting where I am again, but I, I might just open it up as a personal and family, like personal friend and family thing and just leave it at that. Um, because, you know, once you, like I said, you tell everyone you take orders and you're opening a can of worms, but like, I also teach the classes too. So that's something that a lot of my time and energy goes into. And I love, like, that is something I totally love. Um, so, and that brings in the money, which is good. Um, and so I think if I do do it, like I said, it'll just be on a personal basis, close friends and family, and that's it you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you kind of get started down the, the classes route, teaching the classes? Um, well, let's see. I don't know how it started, but, oh no. Yeah. Okay. So I do know how it started. So I do a lot of, um, or I did a lot of work with a brewery. Um, if you see on, I think, you know, that I've done a lot of beer flights and things like that for a brewery. Uh, one of the owners I've known since I was two years old were really close friends. And um, they were like, we'd love it if you came in and did a class in the brewery, like do like a beer and paint class, you know, I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. Well, my first class was amazing. It went, it was such a hit. I was like, you know what, I need to just do this on my own. Like people obviously love this, you know? And um, so I, I started and, um, it was slow in the beginning, um, but once it got going and people were like, oh, you can come to my house? And I'm like, yeah. So I travel to people's houses. I bring everything all ready to go. Um, and all they do is apply their stencil and they paint. So there's a lot of places around here. I'm sure there are all over the country, but it's like they go there, they cut the wood, they sand the wood, they, they stain it. They, you know, cut their stencil that, you know, they, they do the whole thing, you know, and I think it's like a three hour process if I'm not right, as it should be. I mean, the staining needs to dry and all that happy stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to eliminate all that prep work and just have like a short, you know, girls night out, you know, thing for women or guys or whatever. Cause I've done a couple of classes with guys in it. And, um, it's such a hit. People love to just there's no pressure. They don't have to worry about power tools. They don't have to worry about getting like crazy dirty. You know, they just come to hang out with their friends and their family and then they get to leave with a sign that they've always wanted. So it's, it's so much fun. I enjoy it so much. So it's something that I can't wait to get going for 2019. So. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun and, and you're right. I mean, I think people really, uh, enjoy classes like that. I know in my area, there's, you know, places that hold kind of those like mom's night out type of uh, get togethers where people can come and paint a sign or do the, uh, what's like the string art, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And people just really enjoy doing that because they do leave with a completed project, but it's like relaxing. It's not like, you know, 
a lot of stress to have to work around tools that you're not maybe comfortable with or, or whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do a little bit of a uh, shop talk. Um, so I know your shop is uh, outside two, two saw horses and a piece of plywood, right? That's your, that's your shop. Yeah, that's it. You know it. <laughs> um, but I have seen you acquiring some new new tools over the last year or so. So what are what's like your like favorite go to can't live without tool? Um buy my jigsaw. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love my jigsaw. I know it's like the poor jigsaw has such a bad bad reputation. <laughs> But I love it, you know, I don't have room for a scroll saw, so, you know, I do what I can on the the jigsaw, and I I like that thing a lot. I mean, I just don't have a lot of space, so the jigsaw is easy to just plug in real quick and do this real quick, you know, it's just, it works for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Is the scroll saw something you would have, like, on your kind of uh, ideal list of tools? Yeah, scroll saw is on my wish list for sure. Uh, scroll saw, joiner, and a planer. Those are the three <laughs> that I want so bad. But Those are know, some big ticket items too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, we just don't have, we literally have no space. So, I mean, I shove my, my miter saw and like everything's got like its own little space in the shed. My husband finally gave in and gave me a corner of the shed because before like I had no place to put stuff <laughs> and he'd walk in and be like, are you kidding me? I can't even walk. <laughs> like, well, can we like work together here? So he finally, he, he actually built me shelves the one day and he's like, what are you doing out there? And he's like, I'm building you some shelves so you can put your tools on it and get out of my way. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. See, it sounds like you need a whole new like she shed type thing. Oh yeah. Just for your tools. Yeah. So tell the truth. Tell the truth, Jenny. Are you really going back to work in the fall just so you can buy more tools and and build your own shop space? (laughs) Well, um, we don't have that. Honestly, I've been down the road with my husband. I don't know how many times about actually giving me, I don't even need something big, you know, like a 12, 12 by 12 shed out back. I don't need a big thing, just something with a roof on it for goodness sakes. Right. But we just, we just don't have the space. Um, but we are hopefully changing that within the next, within the near future, we're looking to buy some property. So hopefully having a designated spot might be in the cards for me. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, oh, it looks, well. Can you take it off the thing? It looks like it's all cockamamie. Um, I really like my plywood. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, it's it works for me. I don't have a booming furniture business. I don't have, like, it works for me. So I feel like if I had anything more than that, I I would feel guilty if I didn't use it the way it was intended. So I really love having my little, <laughs> my little space and my friends drive by and they hung their horn when they see me out. I'm like, hey, I'm out here in the beating down sun. That's right. It, it's, 
it's kind of my thing and I, I like it. I'm, I really, it works for me. So I, I try not to complain too much about it. Although I do think I do complain a lot about it. <laughs> I think I complain more about the weather, not being able to get out there and work than I do the actual space. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I hear that. I think, you know, in the end, like, uh, for a while, I, I worked out of my garage at home and, um, you know, there's no heat or anything out there, even though like I bought space heaters and stuff. And so like in the wintertime, I got very little work done, even though it's covered. It's just like, who wants to be in like a full snowsuit out in your garage, <laughs> like trying to get stuff done and your hands are freezing, um, yeah. you know, but, uh. I have a new shop space now and I mean, it's just a garage too, but it came with uh, like a shop heater in it and I love it because now I can work year round. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And it's a, and you know, maybe I don't get out there all, a lot still during the winter time, but I like having the option there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a game changer. To, yeah. Just to be able to get out there. Yeah. Um, all right. So so we, you know, we know your setup. Um, what are your like go-to, uh, I guess, kind of like secondary tools or, I mean, are you uh, like a speed square type person or what are the things like you have to have to kind of help you get your work done? Well, I always have um, within, on arm's reaches, my speed square, like you said, my pica marker and my tape measure. They are all like, I, <laughs> I almost considered buying a tool belt so I could just like with one of those little tool belts that has mm -hmm. just like the one pouch on it. So, because, you know, I'll put it down and I, you know, everybody knows you put it down and two seconds later, you're like, where did, where did it go? Yes. Yeah, where did it go? Yeah. Um, but I mean, for what I, for everything that I do, I'm constantly just cutting things to size, you know, like it's, it's very simple work. So it's just Mark, you know measure, mark, measure, mark, you know, and cut. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not rocket science, but yeah, I would definitely, my speed square is always with me. I wish I could like, it's like, I wish I could get like a magnet or something and like have it just attached to me. I don't know. <laughs> Cause yeah. It sounds like you and like Jimmy Dresden need to have a conversation. Cause I feel like, <laughs> I feel like just telling him that exact statement, like I need to have a magnet. So it sticks to me. He would come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um do you have any like I mean are there brands that you really enjoy using I I know you're pretty you like DeWalt a lot at least that's what I gather from watching your Instagram feed but <laughs> um I do like DeWalt a lot it's always it's my dad had it growing up um my husband had it or and still does and now I have my own you know set of DeWalt stuff um, it's just never let us down. I mean, my sander, I'm, I was writing my blog, blog post the other day and I was talking about my sander and um, I said in it that if you're looking for a reasonably priced sander, look at the, you know, random orbital sander by DeWalt because I literally left mine out in the rain, I don't know how many times, and it's been thrown down the R slide, the kids threw it down the slide because <laughs> like, they thought it was some sort of toy mm -hmm. and still works as good as the day I got it and um so I mean their tools just they seem to hold up for us we've never had any issues um I mean I have I have other brands too I have Ryobi I have Rigid I have 
Milwaukee and stuff like that. But for the most part, DeWalt is, yeah, that's, that's what we got. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so since you kind of touched on a little bit with your blog, um, are you feeling like you're going to maybe venture more into um, content creation? Um, maybe. <laughs> I'm giving it a whirl. <laughs> I, I, so far, I really like the, you know, because like the whole teaching vibe um, is something that I, I really feel like it works with me, you know, as I don't know, people tend to listen. <laughs> so um, I recently got a nice uh, collaboration with Silhouette and they're the people that make the the vinyl cutters and this, that, and the other thing. So, um, cause I mean, I'll, I would post a video, a time-lapse video of me doing a sign and I got so much feedback on how did you do that? What materials are you using? What did you use to cut that? Da -da 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 -da. I'm like, this isn't like, this is great. You know, I need to put this in a, you know, a platform for people to, to look at whenever they want. Um, so <clears throat> I can't wait. I'm, that's what I was starting to do with the whole um, blog post I was reading yesterday. Because, I mean, there's people out there that just want to make something. They want to go to Michael's and grab a pre-cut, you know, sign blank and make something. So if I can help them out and, you know, better yet, get them to buy the products that I'm using, you know, it's just another, you know, uh, way for me to get some income too. But I enjoy it. I love getting that, finding that, or help. I love getting people to find that spark within themselves. So it's very fun for me. So, so far I like it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, do you foresee, might be too early yet, but do you foresee that becoming some type of uh, full-time career for you? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's hard because, if it was full time, then I would, I, I would not, I, I can't do the sawhorses and the sheet of plywood, you know, I would need to be able to um, have content, like, uh -huh, relative content year round. And with that, I, I just can't do it. So, mm -hmm. um, and that was one of the conversations I had with Silhouette. I was like, listen, that's, I, I would, I'm in, I will, do my best for you, but listen, I can't, I got to wait until it's above 55 to start doing stuff outside and staining and painting. And, mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh no, we get it. We understand. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> so fortunately yeah. they're very on board with that, but you know, it's for, to be a full-time thing, I would really have to, you know, think but about. Maybe, maybe you could do a whole series, like you said about like, okay, here I go to Michael's. These are some things I pick up. And then how do I turn them into something using the silhouette, you know, yeah. and, and stuff that you can do indoors without um, having to even use tools. That yeah. Much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, um, so you're right now you're a stay at home mom. Um, you're making, how are you kind of managing the craziness of mom life and trying to, to get time in to make as well? Uh, well, I feel like you probably asked that to all of your, your, the women <laughs> you interview. And <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is a right or a wrong answer to that. It's just, you know, I just do the best I can, 
you know, I, they're my priority, you know, I got to take them to school, I got to take them to, you know, their functions, their sports and everything. And um, so making is definitely secondary to, to them, you know, um, but it's not easy. I mean, there's times where I, like, I'm like so into a project and I'm like, I just want to get this part done. And, you know, because of that pressure I put on myself, I make mistakes and then the project gets longer and longer. And, you know, then they're there like, can we have a snack? <laughs> can we have a snack? And I'm like, you know, that's just how it is, you know, but I feel like that that's few and far between and that's how it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I, I try to balance it, but I just do the best I can. Um, but at the same time, when they see me out there making, they like love it. You know, they're, I, and I love that they see me doing that, you know, that they see their mom doing her own thing, making something. And then they see the end product and they're like, Oh, that's what you were making. That's really cool. That's really pretty. And like, it's just really, you know, like a woman, woman using a power tool is not what I was used to growing up, you know? And for them, they, they, this is part of who they are, you know? So I like that part is setting that example and setting that, you know, shift in stereotypes is something that a lot of kids need these days and I'm proud that they have it. So go ahead, you can put them on. <laughs> yep, they go on your knees. <laughs> My husband got himself a new dirt bike yesterday, um, and um, he came home with new um, new guards and new knee pads mm -hmm. and helmet and all that. So now they're all yeah, yeah, new fancy. <laughs> now they're now they're dress up clothes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so you know, like you said, your kids getting to see you kind of make and stuff. Have they taken an interest in wanting to learn how to do some things? Yes, um, my oldest especially um because he'll be out there and he'll be like okay he'll see me using the drills especially the drills because the saws i pretty much don't let them near at this point mm -hmm. um it just makes me nervous um but the drills he'll, like he'll see me using the drills and be like can i can i drill holes i'm like sure you know so i teach i show him what to do and and he's sitting right next to me while i'm doing my thing and he's doing his little project and and then he'll get his like Crayola paints out and he'll paint it. And then he gives all these little things away to his friends. Like, look what I made you. <laughs> <laughs> so he loves it. That's um, awesome. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, yeah. the saws make me nervous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally get that. Um, but yeah, that's really awesome that he enjoys making projects kind of with you. Yeah. Um, yeah um so what would you say um you know to another mom who wants to tackle a new skill like making or diy or crafting um, but they're hesitant to get started um well i get that question asked a lot and i think another mom that has an interest, 
you already have that fire. You already have that spark to try something and you should just do it. Whether you just start at Michael's and you start with the sign planks or you start with, you know, what you have at home, just start because it's just gonna snowball and your, your spark's gonna turn into a flame. And it, and it doesn't matter if it's good or not. It's just what's going on up here, I think is more important. Um, so just start, you know, who cares what tools you have, who cares what tools you don't have, just, just do it. So my tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you, you know, you said earlier on that you kind of started making, uh, because you needed something as a stay at home mom. Um, what do you feel like, you know, kind of that need was and how did making help fill that need? Well, I needed something else in my head besides, you know, nursing my son and changing his diaper and when he was going to take a nap. I needed something else going on in my head. I was losing Jenny. I felt like I was just 100% mom and not who I was. I was losing who I was. So I felt like adding something in there to get my creativity going, to get the passion back, something just for me you know, was, was what I needed. And, um, I felt like it helped everyone out. You know, I wasn't so tunnel visioned about being a mom and, and not that that's a bad thing, but it, for me, it, it consumed me. It changed who I was. I, I was losing who I was in the process. So good job, buddy. Um, so just having that making thing on the side, very, very part-time, it still is part-time, just, you know, it, it remi reminded me of who I was and what's, what about me makes, you know, like just, just embracing that. So mm -hmm. that's what I needed. And I feel like, you know, a lot of moms are struggle with that. And then they, they struggle with the guilt, you know, like, yeah, but I don't have time. Like, what, how am I going to, I don't have time to do this. My kids have such a busy schedule. I'm like, I get it. I mean, I feel like we all get it, you know, in one way or another, but you have to take time for you so that you can be a better mom so that you can be a better wife, you know, and because you got to take care of yourself, you know, whether it's by making something or being, you know, making cupcakes or whatever you do, if you have something that you love then just try your hardest to carve out some time to do it. it makes you a better person. I think. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I am not, my best mom or my best wife self um, if I spend too much time away from making. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely my stress reliever. Yeah, for sure. So thanks so much, Jenny, for talking with me. Uh, how can people find you? Where, where should people go to find you? Uh, well, you can find me on my website at sacredcinder.com um, and on Instagram at uh, sacred underscore cinder. And Facebook, um, which is Sacred Cinder LLC. Okay. And I'll make sure that uh, links to all of those will be in the show notes for the episode. Um, so again, thank you very much for uh, talking with me today. Can we get a selfie real quick? <laughs> Can we get a selfie real quick? Uh, how do you do that? I don't know. I'm doing it right now. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I got you. <laughs> 
that will be that's my first ever on the podcast so that's pretty cool <laughs> again that was jenny with sacred cinder and thanks so much for listening to episode 23 of the maker mom podcast i really do appreciate each and every one of you who listens to the podcast every week um, and if you want to follow along with jenny and you're not already um I will have all of the information on how to follow her in the show notes. Again, go to www.makermompodcast.com. Currently, that will redirect you to Freeman Furnishings homepage. But if you just look in the upper left-hand corner, hit podcast, that will take you straight to all of the show notes for all of the episodes. So you can follow all of these great Maker Moms, including Jenny. I mean, if you couldn't tell, we really had fun during... Uh, our episode, including my first ever Maker Mom podcast interview uh, selfie, which Jenny shared on her in her stories, which was so much fun, and her little kiddo Ryan in the background, just completely adorable. So, go ahead, go check out the show notes, follow along with Jenny, and until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.